Welcome to Punches and Punchlines, breaking down the best fights with a sense of humor. And now your hosts, Fritz and Franco. Rashad Mati, 22 years old, coming in at 7-0 versus... Marcos Mahika, 35 years old, coming in at 17, 5, and 2. Now, Franco, this was, was a fun little fight. The kid comes out dressed like Superman. I don't know where that came from. This is the first time I've ever seen him. His nickname's the Albanian Bear, but he dressed like Superman. I don't know whether, you know, the bears just dress like that in Albania. It was it was an Albanian Superman costume. I don't know if you noticed, but the logo wasn't, and for anybody that didn't see it, it wasn't actual Superman. Like, it was the colors and the cape and the underwear and everything. But also, it was like the Albanian crest from the flag, like the eagles, on the Superman logo. And then he skipped to the ring, which, like, he came out and he did the Superman pose. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is, it's kind of goofy because it's not Halloween anymore. And then he skipped, and I was like, oh, no, this kid. Well, I liked after he did knock out uh, Mojica that when they were raising his hand, he had the other hand on his hip like Superman. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, as a comic book nerd, I appreciated this dude. Uh, I'd like to see him fight again, but Mojica was overmatched. He was fighting the old older man the the slower man and <laughs> there wasn't a lot to this fight you like you know there was the the knockdown in the first round yeah. and then it was over in the second round so for what i saw i'd like to see rashad again but at 35 i think this was the first and last time that we're gonna see mohika yeah i do think that mati you know he's still really young uh so you know the ceiling is high on him the first knockdown was kind of weird because the guy like just took a step back and took a knee like he needed a timeout and he's like no no i get it i'm gonna lose a point <laughs> i'm still gonna take a breather and then uh, after that second one, it, it was a nice uppercut that he landed on him. And then we were both joking. It was like the Mike Tyson's punch out knockout where he like took a, he like spun around and took a couple steps backwards and finally went down. It was a, it was a weird knockout, but you could tell Mojica was like you said, clearly overmatched, but it, it was at least entertaining to see somebody get beat up to kick the night off. Yeah. And this kind of fight kind of set the tone for the night that it was just going to be nothing wonderful. You know, like, <laughs> I had high hopes for the night, and I can't say that I, it was the best night of boxing. But it was a it was a fun fight to start the night. Frank Sanchez, 28 years old, 15 and 0 against Brian Howard, 40 years old, 15 and 3. <laughs> Now, Franco, this fight was another old versus young. It must have been like old man night because this was uh, not the only 40-year-old dude that we were going to see fight this night or close to 40. <laughs> yeah. I like, you know, Sanchez came out with Cuban Flash. He had the, you know, nice Barry Allen logo on his uh, on his trunks. And the fight was over quick. So the Flash was appropriate name uh, for this dude. Howard was game, at least with his chin. You know, like, yeah. I think by the end of it, he had thrown like 10 total punches. Like he was just outclassed and he's 40. You know what I mean? Like I'm 40. Yeah. I don't need to be getting into I'm a street fight, let alone getting into a ring. <laughs> right. Like, and he was going against a 28 year old dude that looks like a real deal fighter. Uh, one of the fighters later on had said like, who was also 20. He's like, oh, I need to, you know, to face some better competition. Like this would have been a nice matchup, you know, like Sanchez versus that dude. And we'll get to him in a minute. But, you know, like, I didn't learn anything about Sanchez because he was beating a dude that was just overmatched. Yeah, it was interesting because we were watching this fight at the same time as the Zhang Vargas fight. And the difference in their body types was the first thing that I noticed. 
with Howard and Sanchez, these dudes were big, ripped dudes. Like they looked like athletes, like bodybuilder type thing. But we've said it before, you can't always judge a book by its cover. And just because somebody looks like they're in good shape doesn't necessarily make them a good boxer. So we were waiting for like this really exciting monster fight. And then it was just okay. Sanchez obviously had a lot more stamina. And I think that came into play with all of this. Howard ended up getting KO'd twice. Uh, I want to say it ended in the fourth round where the ref just finally stopped it because he like Sanchez came flying into him with just a flurry of punches came raining down like he was stepping forward so much that when Howard went down into the ropes, Sanchez like almost stepped on him because he was just coming forward so fast. It it was cool to see Sanchez. But like you said, at this point, like during quarantine, it was one thing to see guys just getting a fight because we were desperate for fights and you know it's not like COVID is slowing down but at this point in the game where we're starting to get big fights again it's time for for these cards to kind of step up as far as matching guys up like we want to see good matches because we're starting to see good matches again when it was nobody against somebody and there was nothing else going on that was fine but at, at this point it was like it, it was starting to get old already in the second fight of the night of seeing guys just getting overmatched Howard, again, you know, kudos to him. He looked like he was in great shape. He looks like he's in way better shape than me. You know, he had a chin for the first couple rounds, but to match these guys up, it's kind of like a disservice to the fans, I think. Yeah, and I agree with you. Howard looked wonderful. Like, he stepped in the ring, and I was like, wow, that dude's 40. I'm like, he looks like he's 30. And yeah. then a, in a couple of rounds into it, I was like, no, he's 40. Like, he's, <laughs> he was out of gas, and, you know, he looked like an Adonis, but just the skills aren't there. Zalei Zhang, 37 years old, coming in at 21 and 0, versus Devin Vargas, 22 and 6, 38 years old. I know, Franco, this 37 and 38 year old dude, it's on the card, wasn't wonderful. No. I want to know who else Zalei Zhang has fought because 21 and 0, like you would think, oh, this, this is going to be pretty good, but I didn't recognize anybody on his resume. I certainly didn't recognize Vargas. Well, Zang Zang had been in the Olympics. They said he won like a silver medal. I did hear that. I want to say he fought in the Olympics twice. But as far as professionally, I agree. I didn't know him coming into the fight, and he definitely didn't win me over as a fan. Like, I think he was in the original Olympics, you know, like uh, (laughs) back when Hercules was competing. Because the dude looked older than 37. And then after the fight started going on, he looked already gassed. Yeah, not a great fight. 21-0, I'm sure that we'll see him again on DAZN. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, they were hyping up the knockout on their like uh, social media afterwards mm-hmm. on Instagram. They, they, put just his knockout over Vargas and everybody, everybody was just crapping all over the fight in the comments. And uh, even I had to jump in on it because it was, it, it was a boring fight. Yeah. The best part of the knockout was you knew that the fight was over. You're like, all right, good. <laughs> We can get on to something else. Now, I had mentioned it during our previous uh, fight with Howard and Sanchez. Uh, this fight was on at the same time. Their, the body types for Zhang and Vargas were the polar opposite of the other fight. These It looked like you and me fighting. Like, it was just two middle-aged dudes who, you know, a little, little bit... Uh, like the chest isn't as big as it used to be and a little bit of chub around the, the middle. They were not in good shape. And it was, to be honest, it was a really slow fight. Now, the thing that worries me because of his record and because he did have the knockdown at the end, it, it wasn't a bad knockout. It was a good knockout. It was just, it should have, it didn't happen until the fourth round and it was set up for it to happen in the first or second round. And when that didn't happen and it was just this slow, boring fight, it was kind of like, it was like you said, you're just 
waiting for it to end. And then it did. But now they're going to have that clip. They're going to have that clip of the knockout and they're going to use that in video montages to try and hype him up against a real a real contender and they're going to try to sell us this fight but man I'm I know I'm not going to be excited when I see his name come up it'll be like ah oh, this guy because it it wasn't exciting to watch at all Philippe Perkovic 28 years old 11 and 0 versus Rydell Booker 26 and 3 39 years old <laughs> Now, this fight was uh, kind of the punchline of the night. They put in this 28-year-old dude who looks like a real boxer against literally one of his sparring partners. Like, how did they make this matchup? This was, was this on the exact same card as, as Zhang and, and Vargas? It was. Okay, why don't they flip these and just make Perkovic versus Zhang and Rydell Booker versus Vargas? You know, like, yeah. like that would have made more sense. At <laughs> least it would have been two better fights because Booker was just a punching back dude he would literally when a lot of times when a rep stops the fight i'm like thank god you know this guy's not going to get hurt when the ref stopped this fight i was like thank god i don't have to watch this anymore like this yeah. was, i could see him being a great sparring partner don't get me wrong i'm not i'm not crapping on the dude but he's not he shouldn't be in there fighting a 28 year old dude who's 11 and 0 he's he's a veteran well maybe that was the point that you put him in you know with a veteran and he could prove himself it was not a good matchup it was two you know styles make fights and there was no style at all to rydell booker he's been booking a lot of meals I could see that <laughs> because this dude was not in shape. Philippe was. Yeah, compared to Herkovic, first of all, Herkovic was a big boy. Like he's yeah. six six, right? Something like that. Maybe seven. I, I think he might be seven ten. Because that's I how he looked. Probably, that's right. how he looked in the ring against Booker. He's just a giant Croatian dude. Like if you were to try to think of like just stereotypical giant Eastern European man, this was it. Like his beard. It wasn't even a beard. It was. It was just stubble, and it looked like the bad guy from a cartoon like it was painted on his stubble was so thick this was just manly man going up against the guy who fries fish down the street at the uh, fish and chips place right Booker just looked like a dude like he looked like somebody's uncle and oh man it and then he had the rear the weird red and yellow they look like the DSL logo like mm-hmm. the delivery packaging but on his shorts so he had the McDonald's yellow and red shorts on and it oh man the whole look was just bad he had gray going on in his hair, uh, just like a little, the one little patch. The little tuft, like like Morgan Freeman early on, you know, just a yeah. little spot of gray. It was another fight where it just really wasn't fun to watch. Philippe dominated from rail to rail. There was the weird stoppage. Like, they kept telling Booker, like, you got to show us more, we're going to stop it. You got to show us more, we're going to stop it. And it's like, he was kind of throwing punches, but he was so overwhelmed. I don't know what the ref was expecting from him. And then they right. just finally, they stopped it. He was getting pounded and then... And as he was throwing a combination, the ref stepped in and stopped the fight. <laughs> it was like, just kind of made it seem weird. But at the same time, Herkovic, it took him, what, almost five rounds to be able to get the fight stopped by TKO. He couldn't close. And you know what, Fritz? Coffee's for closers. Right. That is absolutely true. This dude is a sparring partner. Like, that's that's his job to not get knocked out. So just because this dude has a skull of granite, I can't, I can't blame that on Philippe. Like this dude had fought Philippe before in sparring sessions. So he knew what he was getting into. He's got a a head of stone, but that was all he brought to the thing. 
My my highlight of this fight was the post fight interview. I think Chris Mannix was talking to him, saying, "You're you know 11 and 0 now, 12 and 0. What what do you got to do to get fights against real competition?" And then he named off uh, Fury and Anthony Joshua and Wilder. Mm-hmm. And uh, this dude was like, "Well, I, I I want like the guys one step below that first, you know, yeah. <laughs> like you know, like get you know, I would love to see this dude fight Ortiz. Like, why not? Like, let him fight uh, King Kong. Let him fight Zhang. Would have been a better." Fight. And for sure frank sanchez would be a would be a nice close matchup you know another 28 year old dude versus another 28 year old dude but i think that's going to be crossing companies it can still be done especially with these uh smaller names but yeah the i love the fact that he was just like well i don't want to fight wilder fury or joshua right now yeah. but I, dude i could definitely see him fighting you know he even named off like dubois or uh joe joyce like those would be fun fights to see him i want to see him fight a real boxer as well I do. Devin Haney, 21 years old, coming in at 24 and 0 versus Yorkus Gamboa, 38 years old, coming in at 30 and 3. Franco, this was another matchup of a young dude just overmatching an old dude. Uh, I'm sure Gamboa had some good career highlights, but he was a name, and I think that's what Haney wanted. And I don't know who just fed Haney another easy win, you know, like the dude. I think he's a fun fighter. Like, I don't dislike Devin Haney, but I would like to see him fight somebody that is a real fighter. Fight somebody else at 135. Like, you're already being made fun of that you won the email championship, you know, and that's not just me saying it. The real WBC lightweight champion is Teofimo Lopez. He won all four belts. I get it that you think you have the claim to it because you got that email. You were named it. You were given the strap. Believe me, if I found a WBC belt, I would claim that I was the champion. Like if I found it on the street, like don't get me wrong. I don't blame him, but I mean, the public knows. I think even in his heart, he knows that he, you got to beat the champ to be the champ. And he, he got it from an email. This fight was lopsided from beginning to end. This Gamboa could not match his speed. He's past his prime. You know what I mean? Like you got exactly what we paid for on this one. We knew going into it, what it was going to be. I hope for a better fight, but it, it was exactly how I thought it was going to go. A 12 rounds to nothing shutout. I didn't even bother scoring it along because I was like, please just surprise me that it's going to be nice. And it wasn't. I agree. Haney does not excite me, especially, and like you said, Gamboa is a name, but there's so many big names in this weight class and close to it where there's there's huge fights to be made and there's big setups as far as storylines go. Fight somebody bigger. And then, and, and the other guys, in the weight class have been fighting big fights and been making a lot of noise. And then this fight happened. It was like a little pathetic fart in a restaurant. Like it was just, there was much to be desired with this fight. Now it started off, uh, first of all, Gamboa came out with, I don't know if the song was by Fiona Apple or Jewel, but it was like the lamest quiet piano lullaby song. You can't get hyped up to that. I know that sounds like a stupid thing and I harp on that all the time, but it is stupid. You only get... (laughs) You only get so many chances to do this. And, you know, part of boxing, like it or not, it's about selling yourself and your image. And, you know, it's got to be the whole package. And if you're coming out to boring stuff and, you know, you don't look excited, which Gamboa did it, like he didn't look hyped up to fight. And then he got his ass beat for the entire fight. Now, the other thing that drove me crazy was, so Haney obviously dominated the fight. He was controlling the pace. He was landing more shots. Uh, he, He dominated... 
on in every aspect, but the punches weren't doing anything. Right. It was like he had little pillows wrapped around his gloves and the punches just weren't doing any damage. Now, believe me, if Haney punched me once, uh, I would probably go through a wall, but I'm also not a professional boxer. And watching this, I'm just like, well, is he going to do anything? It's, it's all based off of points which is fine against somebody like Gamboa, but do that against Lopez, do that against Tank, and it's not, it's, there's no way that he can last with those guys. You know, if he wants to get in the ring with another older guy, get in the ring with Lomachenko, like that, let's see that fight. To counter your point too on the song, like maybe he was just setting the tone with his boring song for what it was going to be a boring fight. And like you said, if you want to be respected at 135, you know what? You should have been able to clear out this old man and you weren't, you know? So he won at 12 rounds and none. But if he wants to hang with, you know, Lopez, Ryan Garcia, you know, Luke Campbell, like fight one of those dudes. You know what I mean? Ryan Garcia and uh, Luke Campbell are even on, you know, matchroom boxing or DAZN. Like, you know, you can get that fight done. You got to be able to clear out this old dude and he wasn't able to but hey you got the win and uh, you still got your belt that nobody believes in except for you so congrats <laughs> no. to Devin Haney Haney did get called out on social media by some of the guys that you just named and they started making fun of him and calling him the email champ calling him all sorts of names and he had the audacity to respond uh saying well let's make the fight happen duck emoji nobody's ducking you Right. <laughs> he can say that they are, but everybody knows the truth to a certain extent. Like you can only talk so much trash. We all saw the fight and we saw what he was able to do. Maybe he should have emailed his punches and they would have had a little bit more of an effect. Luis King Kong Ortiz, 41 years old, coming in at 31 and 2, versus Alexander the Great Flores, 30 years old, 18 and 2. <laughs> Now, Franco, I did not see Alexander Flores uh, before this night. You and I have both been uh, big King Kong fans. Yes. Um, since I saw him lose the first one to Deontay Wilder, I've been a fan of King Kong Ortiz. Now he's uh, come back from the he came back from the first loss to Wilder and got a few wins in there against you know veteran veteran type dudes. Got his another shot against Wilder, lost that one. But I was hoping just by looking at Flores' record that this would be a fight. This was the biggest uh, anticlimactic boxing night because I was expecting to see Ortiz, you know, go in there and do some work. I was like, hey, the dude's 30. Maybe he's going to outlast this dude that's 41. There's no way he's 41 either. Like the dude's probably my age. It's got to be like 46. <laughs> but dude, he landed that shot right under the guy's guard under his ribs and mm -hmm. it was over in 45 seconds. Like this was, you know, I was like, all right, this the fight I've been looking forward to all week. This is the fight that's going to cap my night. This is going to be great. And then I'm like, <laughs> it was really weird that that knockdown uh I, I was expecting so much just you said it i'm also a big uh king Tong, king kong ortiz fan i love watching this dude fight he's just a big mean looking hard-hitting monster of a man and i love watching his fights because at any point whether he's winning He's losing if he's hurt, if he's healthy. It doesn't matter what's going on in his life. At any point, he could knock the other guy's head off. And it makes it so exciting because when it connects, it's glorious every time. Unfortunately, this one connected on Flores' ribs and... It just looked weird. Like Flores went down in a lot of pain, in right. a lot of pain. And it was to the point where the announcers, they looked at it and they're like, what happened? Well, 
It was only 42 seconds, so we can just show the whole fight again. Originally, the Fox card was delayed because uh, Joe Biden was going to do his uh, speech in front of a bunch of people. He had just been uh, declared by the Associated Press that he's the president-elect, and so they were waiting, and then that speech was delayed. And at first, I was kind of getting irritated where I'm like, ah, oh, does this have to be on Fox where they're going to be showing boxing? Like this should, you know, there's news channels for this. I can always watch it later. And then it ended up being a good thing because once the King Kong fight happened, I was like, oh man, if this goes the distance, it's going to be pretty late when this fight is over. And then no, it was over really early. It was really early. (laughs) when it ended it it was kind of weird you know as much as i love ortiz i feel like he's just he's one of those guys he's like he's like the buffalo bills in the 90s right was it the 90s yeah when they kept making it to the championships and then blowing it four in a row yeah yeah like this guy can get right to the big show and then just has problems with closing it on a really, really big stage. But when he does make it to that level, it's entertaining every time. So to see him just get Flores thrown to him, it was kind of like all the other fights that we saw this night where it was just kind of disappointing. Now, we this entire episode, we've been crapping on old people and why are they putting them on these cards? Despite Ortiz's 41 years, possibly 51, or yeah. he might be in his 60s, I don't know. Uh, you know when, they, when they defect from Cuba, they get to just make up whatever age they want when they get here it, he's still so much fun to watch and i am i'm hoping he still has a couple more fights in him just so that we can be entertained but i hope that it's not another one like this one where it's just a weird knockout and he's clearly just dominating the other guy he could fight next week you know like yeah. <laughs> they they had to scrap the pavetkin white rematch uh, we'll post, postpone it because of a positive coronavirus like why not put white versus ortiz you know like that would be a fun match but yeah, I think, you know, there's other cards that need some people. There's plenty of time left before 2020 is over. I'd like to see Ortiz quick turnaround, get right back in the ring. Yeah, I agree. You know, we were talking about how some of these, all of the matches, it was just one person dominating over the other one. And I get it. They're trying to build up superstars for the future. But if you really, really, for real want to prove that you're young up and comer, whether it's Zang or uh, Cuban Flash or you know, Frank Sanchez, any of these guys, if you really really want to show us and make them an immediate superstar, put them up against King Kong Ortiz. If you're going to put them up against an older guy, put them up against a legit killer. And if your guy can beat him, he's an automatic superstar. Thank you for listening to Punches and Punchlines. Make sure you like, subscribe, and comment. And we'll see you again next week when we break down the best fights with a sense of humor. 